Welcome to Shot of Spirituality. Each episode aims to give you a Jewish spiritual lens for living your life in the present moment. I'm your host, Rabbi Josh Snyder, and I'm the Executive Director of Goucher Hillel. Today, from awareness to action. It's the year 1849 in the city of Kovno, what is today Kaunas, Lithuania. Gathered are elite Talmud scholars who have spent their lives figuring out how to follow and master the twists and turns of the dense legal text. Before them stands Rabbi Israel Salanter, who is describing for them setting up a new type of private yeshiva environment, a Musar Kloiz, he calls it. The students are to study Musar, Jewish self-discipline, for a significant portion of the day, in addition to Talmud. One of the students speaks up, and in typical Talmudic fashion poses a challenge. Rabbi, he says, I am engaged all day in business. At this stage of my life, I only have one hour each day in which to study. Should I then study Talmud or Musar? Salanter thinks and answers, Musar. Then you will discover that you have more than one hour of the day to study. This story exemplifies the idea that Musar, unlike other subjects, was not meant to be academic. Salanter saw Torah and Talmud study as an amulet that might offer protection from degradation of character, but Musar as akin to medicine in that regard. In last week's episode, we spoke about the basic Musar tenet of building self-awareness through cheshbon hanefesh, journaling to reflect on one's own actions. A word here about the religious character of Musar. In order to engage in Musar, we proceed from two axioms. Number one, that you have an essential nature which has the potential for good. Number two, you are not captive to your emotional and mental configurations and can grow and change. Traditionally, Musar works off of the idea that this character improvement proceeds via greater attention to proper performance of the commandments or mitzvot and includes work towards acquisition of awe of God and love of God and ultimately affects a person's fate in olam haba the world to come. It is my experience that while compatible and often useful, these concepts are not essential to the main aim of Musar, which is about improving oneself. Musar texts and practices often use traditional or religious language, but Musar as a method does not require one to be traditionally religious or to be seeking to become more religious. Today, we will visit several Musar practices meant to be the tools with which the medicine is to work. I invite you to try them out in whatever fashion may work for you. And if you wish to delve more, to take a look for more Musar materials and organizations that you can find online, a few suggested links are included in the episode description. These are meant as resources for your own search and are not endorsements of any particular organization or approach. The first Musar practice I'll share goes hand-in-hand with Cheshbon HaNefesh, or accounting of the soul. As we learned last week, Cheshbon HaNefesh involves focusing each week on a particular virtue, with a cycle of 13 virtues repeated four times over the course of a year, or sometimes 18 virtues repeated three times over the course of a year. Each of the classic Musar texts has its own iteration of these virtues, 
sometimes called sha'arim or gates, but most often called midot or attributes. It may help to use these 13, or in some cases 18, step programs, but you may want to create your own with awareness of your own attributes in mind. Once you have your list, you need to find a way to implant an awareness of a particular midah each day. In order to focus oneself on an attribute each morning, you choose a phrase, often a biblical verse or a rabbinic saying, but it can be any words that work, that includes that phrase. Kind of a Jewish mantra, meant to be said or sung or chanted each day in such a way that we implant it within our soul. You can make up whatever melody works for you. It could even be a song that you know that sends the message that you need. Rabbi Salanter said that no matter what you do, the phrase should be said with intention, with lips aflame. An example for the midah of loving kindness might be Olam Chesed Yibaneh, The world is built on loving kindness. You might sing it like this. Olam Chesed Yibaneh Olam Chesed Yibaneh Olam Chesed Yibaneh Olam chesed a second Musar practice is reading a text behit pa'alut, or literally reflexively. Often this is done with a study partner or a chavruta. One reads a classical Musar text or the weekly Torah portion, but as modern Musar teacher Alan Marinus describes, you don't just read through chapter by chapter as you would a novel. Instead, you dip in for just a few lines at a time. You read them, then you step back and compare what you find in the book to your own experience. You examine and discuss your own life in relation to the teaching, looking for ways in which you are or aren't fulfilling the ideas you've understood. You may want to take notes. This way, you not only absorb the substance of the teaching, but also gain insight into yourself. A third Musar practice is called a Kabbalah. Not to be confused with Jewish mysticism, Kabbalah in this context literally means a received tradition. Rabbi Salanter would give his students real-world assignments, such as doing three generous acts in a week, or letting go of the need for social approval by learning to withstand embarrassment in awkward situations, like asking for nails in a pharmacy. If your midah is enthusiasm or zrizut, you might tell yourself to jump into action, from getting out of bed the moment you awaken to taking care of things you might otherwise put off. Each instance of performing the action helps to acclimate you to making it second nature, muscle memory. You will find that there are ways in which the assignment applies that you never would have imagined without the practice. For example, the assignment to do three generous acts. One day, you may be generous with your money. Another, your feelings. Another, your possessions. You can be generous in so many ways. The goal is not the practice per se, it is to transform the inner being of the individual so that you move closer to the ideal of what a human being can be. The path to changing the world begins with changing the self. 
We can see that there are converging ideas here between Musar and the Kabbalistic idea of Tikkun Olam from episode 5. In both cases, changing the self has cosmic significance. Both feed into aspects of the contemporary idea of Tikkun Olam as repairing the world. But what does that mean right now? What can Judaism teach us about how to approach service to others? More on that next time. Shot of Spirituality is a short-form podcast from Goucher Hillel, focusing on Jewish spiritual concepts. Brought to you by Goucher Hillel, and written, hosted, and produced by Rabbi Josh Snyder.